0: welcome to the first church message of the week podcast thanks for listening in martha was busy mary chose to be still and to tune in to jesus the lesson here is not that it is bad to work but that we also need times of connection to god tuning in to the holy may mean just taking time to notice things that are beckoning to dwell with us a while what contemplative practices can feed and nourish our active lives in this message of the week Pastor Bryce Blank shares from Luke 10 and helps us see what a tuned-in life looks like. Here is the First Church message of the week.
1: this time, would you please pray with me? God, we come to you today open to what you might have to say to us. Our hearts and minds are ready to be molded and shaped. We are ready to be brought closer to you. And so we ask that we would hear what you need to say to us today. Amen. So one of my favorite things growing up was uh, time spent watching movies with my family. And specifically, I loved on Friday nights how my mom would pick me and my brothers up from school and take us to our local uh, Blockbuster. At the time it was called Mr. Movies. Have you ever been, been to one of those? But uh, hey, there you go, we got a Mr. Movies in there. Um, but they later became Blockbuster and sadly they're not really around anymore. But if you've ever been into one of those movie stores, uh, maybe a different chain or name, you know that when you walk in, they're usually set up the same way. Wall-to-wall movies and TV shows that you can peruse through and then eventually pick up and rent or you could buy. And so we would always go in there. There was usually like a seven for $7 deal. So we would go in there and each of us would pick out a movie and we'd spend literally a couple hours in there perusing through all of the movies. It was a really awesome experience, one that I kind of miss um, looking at the cases on the DVD cases and seeing what the movie looked like and reading the back, seeing what it might've been about, who was uh, playing in it, who was starring. And, uh, so anyway, we'd, we'd end up picking our movies. Eventually probably took more time to pick the movies and watch them. And we'd get home and we would sit in front of the TV. We'd make our popcorn. We'd have our snack and we would, uh, watch movie after movies. It'd be movie nights on Fridays with my mom. And, uh, I just remember how awesome that time was. There were just no other worries in the world. Just super carefree, only focused on the movie, the story that was being told in front of our eyes when we watched the movies. And I wish often that I could go back to that time because uh, as with all of us, we get older and we get more responsibilities um, and we kind of lose that sense of carelessness, of being only focused on uh, what's in front of us. And I know that even now when I sit down to watch a movie, I find it hard to really relax, even if that's what I'm trying to do. I can't help but have my mind wander to the things that I have to get done or the the big activities that are coming up in the hours and days and weeks ahead. I can't seem to fully focus and just let myself be. And if I'm not thinking about all the things I have to do, how mindlessly find myself opening my phone and looking at my NFL app and looking at the next player to be drafted or who's going to be traded next and i just am so distracted you guys ever feel like that you guys ever feel like you can't even relax when that's what you're trying to do you can't even sit down and just let go of the the worries of the world and have that careless attitude Maybe you don't find yourself opening up the NFL app, but maybe you find yourself scrolling through social media mindlessly or you pull open the newspaper or a book, even if you're not reading it and you just, your body just like responds to something that you feel like you have to do. Maybe you just can't sit down and relax and enjoy being with the people who you are being with. Let your mind go. And if you feel like that, then jump on the boat with me because that's pretty much me every single day what I found and I think that we have this association that being the best person that we can be trying to be the best version of ourselves, means that we are being as productive as we can be it means that we're packing in as much as we possibly can and I oftentimes then feel guilty that I that I will never be enough that I can't possibly do enough and I feel guilty sitting down because I'm not doing more maybe you feel like that too And I think one of the factors that's really made our lives feel so busy, made us feel like we can't relax, we can't sit still, is this kind of creeping or sneaking in or taking away of what I call margin time. The time between the big events in our schedule. So if we have a planner and we wrote stuff out, what our day is going to look like, it's the time in between what we've written out. Maybe it's the a few minutes when you wake up in the morning that you have before you have to rush into your day or it's that time at night before you go to bed or the time in between things. And realistically, I think a lot of times we have packed in, that's our travel time when we're getting from one place to the next or we're prepping for that next meeting we're about to do. We kind of pack in all of that margin time. We've slowly crept away from our ability to have space in between things. And even if we have space, we find ourselves filling it with all the multitude of things that we can pack into a day because of the access of technology that has made things we need to do able to do them really fast and much quicker than we ever had before. We have access to them like we never had before. And so our margin time, the time between everything, when we have a chance to give our brains and our bodies a rest, has been eliminated And we really can't help ourselves to fill it either. Nobody wants to waste their life, right? We all recognize that we have limited time here on earth. And so we want to make sure that we live our life to the fullest. But oftentimes we associate that with meaning that we pack in as much as we possibly can into our life. Because we have so many opportunities to do multiple things all the time. We have so many opportunities to fill our day with so much. We almost feel obligated to make sure we take up we take that opportunity to its fullest, and we do. We fill it in with all the things that we can do. We get to the point where we feel obligated to pursue every possible opportunity that we have instead of letting some of those, even if we want them, letting them be for the sake of not being as busy. So, how do we respond to the busyness of our lives? How do we respond to the fact that we can't even relax when we're trying to? Or that our margin time, the time in between all of our big activities has completely shrunk away? Well, uh, here in the Methodist church, we usually start with any issue we are faced with by looking to scripture for advice and for input. And so when we look to the Bible, when we look at scripture, we see over and over all these awesome people who did wonderful things with their lives for the sake of God and for Jesus. We look at how faithful Abraham and Moses were and how much they crammed in to their lives for God. And we look to the prophets and to King David and what they did in their life with their time for God. We look to John the Baptist baptizing hundreds in the river. And we even look to the Apostle Paul after Jesus. And all the things he did, most of our New Testament was written by Paul or associated with Paul because of all the churches and all the places and the people he was contacting. But our scripture today shows us not what somebody did, but what somebody didn't do. Our scripture today comes from Luke chapter 10 verses 38 through 42. And it it comes right off the heels of the Good Samaritan story where Jesus is challenging the legal experts to learn about true mercy. And what they expected was not what Jesus was pointing to. And that's a similar theme that we have in our story today. So let's take a look at the first few verses, starting in verse 38, chapter 10 of Luke. While Jesus and his disciples were traveling, Jesus entered a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him as a guest. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his message. By contrast, Martha was preoccupied with getting everything ready for their meal. So Martha came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to prepare the table all by myself? Tell her to help me. When we read the scripture, I think all of us can uh, feel right along with there, put ourselves in Martha's shoes. If we can imagine ourselves having a guest over, we would want to be as hospital as we can be. We want to be as welcoming as we could be. So we might make a meal. We might clean and make sure our house is in tidy order. We might make sure that we're doing everything we possibly can to make sure our guest is comfortable and feels welcomed, right? So then, it's pretty easy for us to understand that if we were trying our best to make sure everything is prepared and ready, we might be a little frustrated to see that the person who's supposed to be helping us is idly sitting, just talking haphazardly to our guest. Now I wouldn't go as far to call out my guest if they or call out the person in front of my guest, if they weren't helping me prepare everything like Martha did to Mary, but I still would feel frustrated. And I think it's easy for us to feel the frustration of Martha. And our hope is that then Jesus would respond and say, yeah, Mary, get over there and help Martha. She's so busy trying to prepare this meal for us. It's not going to cook itself. So go over and help her. That's what we would expect, Jesus might say. He has kind of that authority to do so as the guest. But that's not what happens. And So let's continue reading in verse 41 together. The Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. One thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the better part. It won't be taken away from her. Again, if we're Martha, I think we'd be even more frustrated at this point from the response that Jesus gives. We're so worried about all the things that need to be done. Again, the meal is not going to cook itself. So somebody has to do it. We're trying to do all these things. We're asking for help. And Jesus says, "Ah, that's okay. Martha, just sitting here talking to me, not preparing the meal is actually in the right here. That's not at all what we'd expect. If I was Martha, I'd be super frustrated. But that's what Jesus is pointing us to. He's saying, Mary is tuned in here with me. She's engaged in what is important. And so that's a reminder for us. Simply sitting and tuning into Jesus is the way to go. Jesus reminds us to sit with God and that that is enough. Too often we are like Martha. We're too worried. We're too distracted about all the things. And if you're like me, you have a really hard time saying no opportunities in front of you. But Jesus is reminding us, tune in. Tune in to Jesus. We are to tune in to God. And that means taking time to sit, to listen, to discern. It means contemplating where Jesus is calling us. It doesn't mean that we have to just completely ignore all of our responsibilities. It doesn't mean that production by itself is a bad thing. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't be hospitable and be as welcoming as we possibly can be. But it's a reminder for us that we can't associate busyness with what we should be doing. We expect busy, but Jesus reminds us not to be too busy, not to get too distracted. So how do we tune in to God amidst all the busyness around us? Amidst all the tasks that we really do actually have to do? Well, it starts maybe with some simple reminders. The first reminder is that we are not Christ. We are Christians as followers of Christ. We are his disciples. We are guests at his heavenly banquet. We are welcomed all at the table. We are God's loved children who in turn accept a relationship with Christ but we are not Christ. Let me say it again. We are not Christ. God can do all the things, but we can't. And so I echo some advice that Pastor Jen gave me recently, which is be gentle to yourself. Be gentle. We all want to do all the things. We all want to be all the things for all the people, but we shouldn't expect to be. We can't. So let us be known that we are not Christ. The next reminder is that caring about something is not the same as doing. We can see all the problems in our world that need to be fixed, but that doesn't mean we have to solve them all by ourselves. There are so many ways that we can stand up to the injustices of our world without spreading ourselves super thin, without using all of our time and energy. We can recognize the need, we can care, but that doesn't mean we have to take care of that ourselves. And so then the next reminder is that we are part of a church. We're part of a community, a body of believers. And we all are made uniquely. We're all made different. We all have different things to offer, different talents and abilities. And we can do together so much more than we could ever do By ourselves. And so let's be reminded that we are part of a community who can do so much for the world without having to spread ourselves so thin individually. And lastly, the best reminder how can we tune in to God? How can we tune in to Jesus? Through prayer. There's no better way to get rid of the busyness, of the distractions than to pray, to connect with Jesus, to sit down and talk, have a conversation, share our hearts with God, and in turn, to listen to where we are being called in the world. It's no coincidence that the text following this is Jesus teaching the disciples how to pray the Lord's Prayer. No coincidence there. Now, Author Kevin DeYoung, in his book titled, very appropriately, Crazy Busy, a mercifully short book about a really big problem, gives us some kind and wise words. He says, we all have a cross to carry. It's a cross that kills our sins, smashes our idols, and teaches us the folly of self-reliance. It's a cross that says, I'll do anything to follow Jesus. Not a cross that says, I will do everything for Jesus. That's a pretty stark distinction that the author makes. I like that to sink in. Now, when I think back to my time huddled around the TV, watching movies with my family, all nice and comfy, dozing off a little bit, eating popcorn and candy with not a care in the world, I'm reminded of that simpler time and I wish I could go back, but I can't. But thinking about that is still an an opportunity for me to be reminded to tune in where it's important, to not be in a hurry to go everywhere. I'm reminded to tune in to Jesus, to hear where he's calling me to be in the world, to discern how I can connect to our loving, unhurried God. And so my challenge to all of you is the same. Think back to a simpler time. Think back to when you were careless and you didn't have to worry about all the things going on. And think back to a time when you could focus on what was important, what was right in front of you. Be reminded not to worry so much like Martha did, but rather to sit and be in tune with Jesus and hear where you are being called in the world. Let us pray. Unhurried God, it's hard for us to sit still. It's hard for us to relax. We find it hard to not say yes to everything that we can do, all the opportunities of the world. But God, we know because we've been reminded that we need to be like Mary and sit and be in conversation with you. Despite all the busyness, we need to connect to you. We need to listen to where you are calling us to be in the world. And so God, we ask you, please help us with that. It's very hard to do. But we know that with you, we can do that. Amen.
0: Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information like our church calendar, worship times, and upcoming events, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.